You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcom. Welcome to the Exhibitor Minute of our podcast. This week, we have Jermaine Reed with us from Medical Edge Recruitment. He's the president and COO and a longtime veteran of the industry. Thank you so much for joining us, Jermaine. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Now, where are you coming in from? Where's Medical Edge Recruitment based? So we're based out of the Woodlands, Texas. Um, So we've been established since 2014 here uh, in the Houston, just outside of the Houston area. And I have been with Medical Edge on a relaunch as part of the managing owner and operator uh, since May 2nd of 2016. Oh, nice. So a long time. Yes. And what sets Medical Edge recruitment apart? Because there's so many companies that a traveler could go for. You know, what, what would set them apart to go with Medical Edge? Well, I think our approach to service, um, our, our goal is to not be transactional. Right. My, my experience of being in medical recruitment and staffing has, has over the last almost 20 plus years, I've seen a lot of interactions that recruiters have with with nurses and providers. And a lot of those interactions are are very transactional, but either the, the providers trying to get something from the recruiter, the recruiters trying to get something from them. But um, our our, our main mode of operation is to understand who we're talking to on the other end of the phone, making a connection, building a rapport, and really understanding what the needs are and why our providers are traveling. And everyone's happier that way. You know, if you're actually listening to the needs of the traveler, these three things are super important to me, you know, that goes a long way. It does. I mean, and that's part of our, our training. When our recruiters come to Medical Edge, we have five weeks of training whereby we give them industry knowledge and they get to understand from our, our doc, director of clinical services, who was a travel nurse, um, what it's like from, from her perspective. They get to understand about the industry, why there's a shortage, um, what's going on in the industry. And then they get to understand how we do things at Medical Edge with uh, connected and caring, right? Caring about who we have on the other end of that phone, building a relationship identifying creatively what problems could potentially come up and how do we solve those and just and just and making sure that they're committed to working with us and we're going to invest in them and, and that it's a two-way street right because they're interviewing us as an agency as well as we're interviewing them to see if they're actually a good fit for medical edge because not yeah. every provider is going to match what we're looking for and that's okay but and we can direct we can help them be successful with other agencies that might be a better fit for them Um, based on what their needs are. And I think us identifying that uh, in the front end of that um, allows us to still add value to the provider. They just necessarily won't be working with us or through us. Do you specialize in certain areas or do you staff all through the U.S.? We staff all through the U.S. um, and we're expanding where um, our geographical location present and footprint's going to look like um, as as we grow. I think there's a a key focus on agencies in terms of the states and what the requirements are for agencies to be in certain states. And so we're evaluating um, based on that information, based on what we feel our clients have the most need, and then also where we feel like we can have success. Um, but of course, the main areas of California, Texas, Florida, um, Colorado are, are the hot spots that we've seen in New York, of course, that um, we feel like we can have a great uh, success with placing our providers in those markets. Nice. 
Uh, I know you staff travel nurses, but how about any of the other occupations, the allied yes. professions, the advanced practice? How, how about those? So, so the allied professions are something that we're expanding into and doing more of um, and looking at the research. I know that they're expecting, you know, a multi-billion dollar growth within the allied space. And we were starting to see a lot of our um, direct clients as well as MSP clients um, and government contracts actually re request a lot of uh, the therapies in the allied uh, sector of business. And so we're picking up and developing our own vertical within medical edge to be able to meet that need and demand. Excellent. Now, um, you're in the midst of it. You've got your fingers right in the middle of all the job opportunities that are going on, and it's a constantly moving target. So I always like to find out sort of the inside scoop. Right now, we're recording this uh, basically almost after the longest day of the year, June 22nd now. Yeah. Uh, what's the state of affairs in the U.S. with the staffing industry now? What's hot? What's not? What's growing? What's fading off? What's happening right now? Well, I think it's uh, from what we've seen in terms of the job volume, right? I, I think the rates are, are are adjusting a little bit down because of you know COVID and, and then the market kind of offset in terms of the rates. But in terms of the volume of jobs, we, we still see a high volume of activity of jobs. Um, I, you know, of course, the ICU roles are, are, are coming down a little bit. Some of the ER, you start to see, um, again, Allied being a hot a hot bed of, of opportunity that's going to be out there. Um, but it, it's the volume's still there. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, the, the market's kind of adjusting to a different uh, compensation package, right, and what that looks like. So we still have a lot of travelers uh, still seeking to go where, um, they can get a, a huge value or, or a desirable location that's that's going to give them a huge value in terms of working out there. It's good to see the demand is still there. The volume is still there. Um, are all the operating rooms, is that in full swing? It's funny you should say that we, we've had uh, an influx of needs for CVI, ICU, uh, but also the, the OR um, needs start to pick up a little bit. Um, with them coming back. So it, with, with, with kind of full elective surgeries and things of that nature coming back into play uh, with COVID being managed in a different way now. One thing I wanted to get your perspective on, because you've been in the industry a long time, you've been with medical edge recruitment pre-COVID 2016. Yeah. So if packages have really fluctuated, obviously in the last few years, if you were to put COVID packages at its peak at a 10, Okay, because COVID, basically there was a 10 and then COVID adjusted that 10 and put the 10 way up here. Right. So can you give us a overall glimpse because there's a lot of travelers that have come in during COVID and they think these are normal packages. And now <laughs> they're like, what, I gotta get less than this. So can you give a bit of perspective on packages, put them on a scale of zero to 10 with COVID being 10 what it was pre-COVID and where it is now as a perspective. Yeah, that's a, a tough one. I think, and I think we're in an uh, interesting situation. Sorry to indirectly answer the question. I think we're in a, still in a huge situation where our economy and um, where we are. Um, so even though COVID packages are starting to come down, there haven't, if the COVID is at the 10, I think the packages that we're seeing now are probably somewhere around a seven, right? Whereby 
um, with gas prices currently where we are today and just just the just the cost of living being at a different point um, the packages have kind of leveled off I think at, like from a scale of one to ten about a seven I think pre-covid if you're on that same scale they're probably somewhere about a four a three, like a four to three three to four right yeah um, I look at and I always gauge the, the CNA level uh, of packages and what CNAs make versus relative to L- LVNs, LPNs and RNs and then the specialties. And it's so interesting. You see kind of those, uh, you know, the CNA level getting paid what, you know, some of the LVNs were getting paid um, right. and then kind of, and then in the scale that goes up, right. So it goes to LVN, the RN, RN have just kind of um, skyrocketed based on the specialty. Um, so we've seen that adjust down. There's still, um, higher rates and i think they're probably going to level off just be because travel is going to is still expensive to travel and and to get those resources to entice those resources to come to make sure that you can provide the service you need a lot of our partners um, are evaluating what those rates look like and probably level off a little bit at about a seven um, just to make sure that it's it's still an attractive opportunity for a nurse with the skill set that they want to come in and provide care Yeah, because the demand is still there. The need is still there. Absolutely. And what you summarize is pretty much what I've heard, too, is we are still getting paid better than what we were pre-COVID. Like, it really helped the package rates. And those that came in during COVID don't quite realize it used to be much, much lower. So we're still better off. Even though rates have come down from the crazy amounts, they really weren't sustainable at that level. Correct. Uh, so yes, it's lower, but it's not as low as it was just a few years ago, which is good because we are paying more for gas and more for rent and all of that. But yeah, that, that's a good perspective to know. We're not as bad as we were a few years ago. We've come down, but we're still uh, much higher than we were just a few yeah. years ago. And we, and we always evaluate that, especially with our direct clients, um, having conversations, right? Meaningful conversations from a partnership of what do we think? What are we seeing? Because we have access to thousands of jobs, right? So we get a lot of data points and a lot of touch points and conversations with providers from all different, you know, sectors of the healthcare spectrum and just evaluating what the the market is saying and then what the demand is and what our partners actually can have an appetite to afford. Just making sure that we're um, in a good part of the market with our rates so that we can attract talent but also have it where it can be sustainable. Really and good. that's important, especially for new travelers. Yeah. And I think for, I think in general, right. It, the more information we can provide um, our, our staff of what to expect, why they're doing certain things mm-hmm. that puts them in the, the, it's kind of the pre-orientation that we have an orientation checklist, right. And we talk about how they're going to mobilize. When are they mobilizing? What is their plan for the two weeks of credentialing leading up to them mobilizing? Um, what things do they need to get in order um, prior to leaving? Um, what type of setup do they need in terms of where they're going to be staying? Are they, do they normally travel and have like a kitchenette or are they bringing um, certain things with them with pets? Or So we, we try to get this information so that the experience that we create for our providers is they feel supported, they feel valued, and they feel like they have somebody who's actually along with them, even though we're, we're a thousand miles away. Yeah. Right. We're with them kind of yeah. on this journey. What do you find when you're working with a traveler? What is the one thing they tend to forget the most or 
or something that would help them if they could organize in advance would make your job a little bit easier in order to get the position? So I think the one thing that usually is a barrier to start uh, really is that speed to market is usually the vaccinations and immunizations. Oh. Having, having that information um, readily available, um, COVID status is a big one, flu, whatever uh, the season or the, like TB, flu, MMR, varicella, those things are always a challenge to verify by our team. And then certain, certain partners require some nuances that go along with it. But if we have that information up front and it's organized, it's concise, it's, it's legible, right? Legible that we know exactly, hey, right away, you're, you need the titers for, for this particular um, cool. set of credentialing. We're going to help you with that so that we know up front that this is something we can do and we'll get that as opposed to us getting those at a later part of the, the process. And then that becoming a delay, which is a frustration to not only the provider, but the, to our partners, right? Is like you knew this was going to be something that was going to come up. Why wasn't this addressed earlier? And it's like, well, we're trying to get this from the providers, and, yeah. but I get it, right? There's a lot that's going on. You're experiencing sure. a lot of excitement between you transitioning between a contract, you're spending time with family, you're taking care of affairs, or you're maybe mobilizing for the first time. So there's that anxiety of those, like the donut hole of one assignment to the next. And a lot of that is I'll give it to you when I get to, when I get a chance, but having that organized in a, in a concise way of the, whatever resume that you have that we can kind of use to build from, and then having being organized with the immunizations and vaccinations is a huge, huge thing for us that we can actually, okay, we know what we're looking at. We know which ones that we'll have to um, get, uh, get fixed or, or, or corrected ahead of time. And then that allows us to have the time that we need within that two-week window to actually make sure that you can mobilize on time, start on time, and then enter the facility with, with less stress. And it's an it's a easier, seamless process. Good to know. Okay, so get your vaccinations in order, and that's going to expedite a lot. Okay, good. Thank you. I want to switch topics now and talk about a really exciting event that's coming up in September. Last year was your first TravCon. It was. Amazing time. It was so cool. You guys did the the pro headshot. So if somebody wanted like a professional headshot where you could do, you know, you can put it up on your LinkedIn or something like that. You had that ready to go. And then you turned it in also into something fun so they could just have something fun with it. Uh, how was your experience last year at TravCon? It was great. We really didn't know what to expect. Um, uh, we were talking about before, I, I've been to a lot of, I guess, trade shows, quote unquote, trade shows and, and, and events and uh, this one was was really fun. It was probably the most fun I've ever had at one of the events. And you're right; it was supposed to be a professional headshot booth, but it it trans quickly transformed into uh, a social media yeah um, kind of uh, setup, which is which is completely fine with us, right? We, we just our goal is to to make organic connections and have conversations that are going to be meaningful for us to really understand. Um, who was there, what travelers were there, what they were looking for, if it was their first assignment or is going to be their, you know, they're a veteran traveler, just to really understand and learn from them of what support and what value means to the, to the community of travelers. I think as uh, agencies and providers, we, we have a lot of assumptions that we think we know what's going on, but really having some conversations. So TravCon gave us the opportunity to have fun 
but also to make some connections and really establish some um, some relationships and understand really where the market was. And so it is rare that you can do a number of different things at once. And so that was really exciting for us. And uh, we had six people last year and, and we um, made the investment to be a, a larger sponsor this upcoming year. So we'll have 10 people there this year. Um, and we actually have a double booth and we're looking forward to uh, getting as wild as and crazy as we can to, uh, <laughs> to, to make some more connections and establish some relationships. Yeah. Cause you really can't do that anywhere else. You know, everything that you do throughout the year is by phone or by email or by texting. You do the best you can to get, you know, a good solid understanding and relationship with your travelers, but that one-on-one -on -one, you can get more done in five minutes of a conversation than you can over multiple, multiple emails. So absolutely. And we're going to, I think we learned to be more prepared to actually have some, I, I think we were, caught off guard as to how many great conversations that we were going to have yeah. that could actually have as a, from an agency standpoint, they actually could have been a, a, a quick conversion to a contract. Um, so I think the, the people who attend the travelers who attend are, are really looking. There's a, there's, you guys do a great job of identifying people who are going to attend, who are looking for assignments yeah. who, uh, and so us really taking advantage of that this year of being prepared to be able to discuss um, at, at, you know, at whatever length is required to really understand, uh, hey, this is these are assignments that we can get you converted to and get you on and set up. And it was it was actually more of a recruiting event than I've ever than I thought it was going to be. Um, so it was it, it was a learning uh, experience for us to really drive that initiative and be able to, to have those conversations, make those connections, learn from them, but actually also get them on assignments. Um, which was, which is great, especially from a business owner standpoint, there's a high return on investment for us to. Well, we actually, we actually took track, uh, kept track of how many people were signing up for contracts at the event or within a week after the event, we were yeah. actually blown away with how many you got to think we had probably 50 people say that they either signed a contract or did the interview or that sort of thing. And that was only probably a fraction of how many actually did it. Those were just the ones that responded. We did a, um, a drawing and there yeah. were so many that put in their name. We actually gave away $2,000 prizes instead of oh, wow. just one. And so that was really cool to see how many, not only how many connections were being made, but how many contracts were getting signed. Yes. They're like, hey, I like you, this works, it's great. I need a job now, let's go for it. Or, you know, what, what typically happens is Travelers might be in the middle of their assignment or they right. might not need it until November. They're still, even if they don't sign a contract, they're still putting you on their short list. So when they right. need the next contract, then they're pulling out, oh, who did I meet? I remember this one. This one was really cool. And so that, that's what it's there for. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for us, it's intentional in terms of our swag, what we have in terms of our brand and wearables. Um, so that people remember the conversations that because they are in, in, in between contracts and you never know when that's going to come back. But having that relationship with the recruiter, the follow up, the connection is so valuable and so important. And that's really um, what you can you can foster and really cultivate with, with Favcon. So we, we really enjoy that. And that's why we have more people coming and we strategic in terms of how we structure our booth set up so that we can really spend time with those who are looking for immediate contracts and then qualifying individuals in terms of following up with those who are, who are in a contract who might be ending in a week or two or even down the road. Um, so we're going to be better equipped 
to provide a better service to the to the travelers but also um well of course we, we love having fun as an yeah. agency as well so we're looking forward to that after party as well and you're a you're yes you're not only a platinum sponsor this year which is amazing so then you also get to take part in newbie boot camp yes. so newbie boot camp is the day before it's sunday it's a whole separate session available for those who are either thinking about traveling, they haven't started yet, or they've started and they're like into it for about a year. Uh, you know, we kind of lay out the whole groundwork on Newbie Bootcamp and you're a part of that. And then after Newbie Bootcamp, then there's like a, a big reception where they can just kind of talk about what they learned that day, talk with each other. You can all be a part of that, which is great. Then you're finishing up and you're doing the after party, which is the most oh. amazing event. <laughs> at a super cool venue. It's a rooftop bar. It's it's just amazing. You'll love it to be able to be there. And travelers, you're gonna be able to say to them, hey, we'll see you at the after party. And there's only nine uh, yes. sponsors for the after party. So that's really cool. We saw a huge value in that last year because um, we had a lot of uh, travelers and attendees ask us if you were gonna you know, be at the after party. Yeah. So that was one of the things in terms of evaluating you know, what we're gonna do this upcoming year from last year. Um, and that was a no-brainer for us, right? We, we know that this is a, a valuable conference for us uh, from a relationship standpoint, um, this, this market understand, market research. But, you know, just bringing our group in, recruiters who can connect and bring that information back to the organization, train our other recruiters on that information. Um, yeah, it's the, the, the structure, what you guys laid out is phenomenal. And us being a part of those different pieces and elements, I think were vital for us that we felt like we missed out from last year. So it was it was very key for us to get that set up and structure for this year. One thing that we're um, going to be doing, and we're always looking at our current travelers and how we, we value them. And so we're we're actually bringing one of our travelers to TravCon um, this year, and we're going to look to actually do more with how we, we take different travelers across the country that we have, and probably bring more 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 of our travelers to TravCon. I know there's nice. a risk there's a risk of them getting exposed to other agencies, but I think it's more about us taking that risk and showing, Hey, there's a whole travel community out there. There's things you can learn from them that we may not, you know, be able to share with you, but I think it's valuable as other um, potential travelers or veteran travelers are with us, connecting with us. They can actually see firsthand the testimonials of people who work with medical edge and what the difference is. Yeah. It's one thing to, to, to articulate that from our perspective as an agency, but to have people to say those things, in a very honest, matter of fact way, in a relaxed setting, has I think carries more weight. So uh, this year we sponsored one nurse, but as we move forward, we're going to be looking at bringing in um, nurses from all over the country to be able to do that and have a big celebration um, and really and really just celebrate them. Well, we're looking forward to having you back. Thank you so much. The travelers thank you because you're subsidizing their tickets. We can keep their tickets nice and affordable. So thank you so much for all your support. We look forward to seeing you in September at TravCon. The travelers can find you there as well. Medical Edge Recruitment. Tune in to us in a couple of weeks and we'll be back with the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.